Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Daniel chapter 12, that is the prophet Daniel. Uh, for those of you that study chapter 11 with me, you'll remember that in 11 we heard the details of this, the future course of human history. I was careful as much as possible not to identify specific events in history when I read chapter 11 for a reason. And it is my assertion that Daniel himself didn't understand what these things meant. And we're going to understand when we read chapter 12 what the point was in saying all of those things in chapter 11. I'm going to give away the secret now. The secret is that the reason why uh, the angel in the vision that we read in chapter 11 gave Daniel so many details of this king versus that king and destruction in the temple and rebuilding of the temple, abominations in the temple. And then we talked a lot about some people are going to be good people. We call them maskilim, the intelligent ones, the smart ones are going to try to bring people back to God. But then there's going to be evil people among the people of Judah that will fight with the people that, are, that, that want all of these details. <coughs> the reason is because <coughs> these are all things that are inherent in the course of world history. Daniel was begging and praying, if you remember, <clears throat> because he didn't understand why the 70 years didn't calculate exactly the way he expected it to. Why did the, the, the redemption that started with Cyrus in the beginning, how come it slowed down and didn't continue to its full fruition like he hoped it would? The answer to the question is as follows, and then we're going to read it in, in chapter 12. The answer to the question is that the course of human history is extremely complicated. And what we read about in chapter 11, we read about arrogance, we read about greed, we read about uh, violence and destruction, we read about hatred, but we also read about love for God, devotion to God, trying to teach people, bring them back on the right path, trying to rebuild, and so on. These are the cycles of human history. This is what happens. We read about intrigue, we read about um, coup d'etats, we read about uh, uh, attempted alliances. The point that the angel is telling Daniel is, is that we cannot predict the exact, and we will not, because there's no point in saying on the, this and this year, at this and this time, uh, this and this is gonna happen. The point is, is that it's all a cycle of history. These things are the tribulations. Yes, it's true that the, the redemption that Cyrus started, then he changed his mind. Why? Because of infighting, and also because of fighting between the people of Judah and the other people that were in the land. And because these are the intrigues of human history. This is how it works. The main thing is to stay, stay faithful to God. And that's going to be the message of chapter 12. And the message of chapter 12, in, 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 in my humble opinion, as they say, <laughs> is that, that, um, that even when the angel gives numbers, it's almost... Uh, a sarcastic remark. It's like, you really you want numbers? I'll tell you, in 3,762 nights. Those numbers don't mean anything. And Daniel himself recognizes that at the, by the end of the chapter we're about to read that he doesn't understand all of this. That all of these things don't mean anything to him. But what does mean something to him? The fact that there will be redemption. The fact that in the end we will understand. The fact that in the end the people that are devoted to God and justice and righteousness and so on will be successful. The fact that one day it will be understood that there's, that, that, that there's meaning to this, to this life that we have on this world. And I also, we discussed also my, what I wanted to teach about what the idea of an angel is and I was using Maimonides' understanding of an angel. Um, 
and, and therefore I paid careful attention to the names of the angels. Gabriel is my strength as God. He's there to represent the idea that the only strength that the people, the, the people of Israel can have to be successful and to be successful in returning to the land and rebuilding is God. The angel Michael means, the word Michael or Michael in English means, who is like God. In other words, Michael represents, represents God himself because there is no one else like God. That's why his name is a question. He represents the idea that no one but God, nothing but God, no existence but God can possibly bring about the type of redemption that we are all looking and hoping for. So Uvaitahi at this time, after hearing that whole image, now I'm starting to read verse 1. The great Michael, the great Michael, that, um, the one who stood up. Remember who's speaking now. I'm sorry, I should have reminded you. It's Gabriel speaking. It's the angel Gabriel speaking to Daniel. And he's saying, at this point, after all of this, this apocalyptic war and vision that I just told you, at this point, Michael stood up, the one who represents God himself, he is the one who stands on those that are the children of your nation. I emphasize this point about Michael representing God himself for another reason as well. This is a common question the commentaries ask. Uh, it, it's in the tradition of those that do not understand like Maimonides and understand that an angel is an actual being. The tradition has it that each nation in the world has a special representative that argues their case in front of God and that represents them in front of God. Um, it is the tradition also that the people of Israel, those that worship God himself, don't have an intermediary. They just have, uh, they go straight to God himself. There's a lot of theological problems with that idea, but those that take that tradition literally as I just described it, have a question. If that's the case, then why is the angel Michael representing the people of Israel? The way I'm saying it, that question completely falls away because the angel Michael is not an actual thing. The angel Michael represents the idea of God himself, that there is nothing else but God. Michael, that's what the words mean. Who is like God? So anyway, so, um, so at that time in the future, God himself it will be a time of suffering. The likes of which we've never seen since the people of Israel became a nation until that time. There will be a lot of suffering in this future day that I've been talking about. And on that day, whenever the prophets say, on that day, they're referring to that ultimate day, your nation will be saved. They will be rescued. All of those who are written in that book, that book of the righteous that we discussed several chapters ago. This is this verse two is the only verse that seems to refer directly to the resurrection of the dead in the entire Tanakh in the entire uh, Bible. The um, this is the only reference, and 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 here we have it for Abim and many of those in that day in the future that are resting in the dirt will awaken. Some of them will awaken for eternal life, and some of them for shame with their own olam for to be hated forever. Now, I know that um, this is clearly a reference to the resurrection of the dead and people of the dead awakening, some for ultimate reward and some for ultimate punishment. 
This can also be understood, and especially if you look carefully at the second half of the Pasuk, Fe'ela lecharafot, those for shame. When we, in one day in the future, understand and see the, the um, meaning of history and understand the purpose of our lives and so on, when that that day when God's name is one, the memory of all the righteous will be, it's, it's, yes, it does say that they are going to be resurrected. In what sense? There's a lot of different opinions and it's not the place to go into all the different ideas of what that means that they will be resurrected. But one thing is clear from this verse is that not only does it say they're resurrected, but it means also that they will be olam, they will live forever because their memory and we will now know the meaning of the sacrifice that they made. And ve'ela, but the others, l'charafos, those that lived evil lives, those that lived lives of oppressing others, they will be forever ashamed because we will forever understand the evil that they did. Ve'hamaskilim, this is verse 3, those that were smart, referring back to those that tried to bring people back to God, yaziru kizohar they will shine like the shine of the heavens. This is talking about the impression we will have from those people because we will know and understand the meaning of what they did. And those that helped lead the, the public on a righteous path, they will shine like stars forever and ever for all time. Verse 4, Daniel and you, Daniel, keep these words secret, and seal this book, that, the scroll that you're writing, at eight gates until the end of time, and then I'm telling you that in the future there will be many many people across this entire world and there will be so much knowledge in the world so much knowledge presumably knowledge of God and as we see nowadays we see this tremendous explosion of, of, of data explosion of, human, of knowledge of the world around us which clearly um, seems to be referenced here uh, as the world continues to learn more and more and more, and hopefully, hopefully, come closer and closer to the truth. And then I, Daniel, saw there were two others standing next to Gabriel, next to that fiery angel that we talked about. One on one side of the river, one on the other side of the river. And one of them said to the man that was clothed in linen, who was who was hovering above the river itself. How long until these things will end? These, these awful, awful things will end. Now the thing here is, is that it's almost like he tried to just give them a message and say, you can't ask me how, how much time. You can't ask me exact things or dates. It's bayomahu. It's on that day. It's the cycle of human history. These are the things that happen. You just need to have faith that it will happen one day. Don't make calculations. But these two people on the stands of the river almost are images, in the way I understand it, of Daniel himself saying, but no, but no, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know the amount. I want to know how much time. So then I heard the man dressed in linen, the Gabriel, who was hovering over the river, and he raised his right and left hand, he raised his hands up to the heavens. And he swore by, the, by the, the one who lives forever, meaning he swore by God himself, that in some time, in another time, and a half. Uh, time and time, in other words, he didn't give them a specific answer. He said, it's going to be in time, time, time and a half. 
And when will this um, thing happen? When the the strength of the hand of the holy nation will come to an end. Now, what does that mean? The strength of the hand of the holy nation will come to an end when the when the people finally realize that it's not our hands that are going to win this war, that are win the battle. And they raise their hands like I am to heaven now, Gabriel is saying, and they look to God finally and not to themselves. That's when the redemption will happen. So the redemption is left in the hands of the holy nation looking to God instead of to themselves. And this is really crucial to the way I'm explaining this chapter. And I heard what he said, but I didn't understand any of it. And Daniel is saying, well, I still don't understand. Daniel is kind of still a little, still doesn't get it. But when? How? What? Who? When? What does this all mean? So then he said to me, verse 9, Daniel. Go, Daniel, forget it. Because this is the point. These things will never be understood. What I'm trying to tell you is, is that all of these events that I just described, you will not understand them ad eight kates until the end of times. Then, it says in verse 10, then, then it, will be, it will be clarified and, the, pub, and the, the entire world will be cleansed and purified in such a way. It will be clear who the evil ones were. And, and, the, and they will suffer for their deeds. And the people that are evil, they won't understand. But then, those that are intelligent, those that are knowledgeable, which are the ones that are not wicked, they will understand. You're not going to understand it now. It's not going to be understood until then. That's the point I'm trying to make. And from the time when the, the constant, the tamid um, is the sacrifice that was brought Every day in the temple, that's the constant worship of God that's steady on no matter what circumstance, no matter what day, no matter how things are. When the day that that gets removed, gets removed, why? Because of the evil people attacking it. And, and they go ahead and instead of the constant worship of God under all circumstances, they replace it with an idol, a disgusting idol in the temple itself. You want to know when exactly that's going to happen? It's going to be in 1,290 days. Now, you can try to figure out what this means, but we're going to see in a minute that we still don't know what that means. Right, happy is the one who waits to the amount of days of 1,335. Now, remind, remember, the, the angel told Daniel not to reveal what he had seen. But here we are reading Daniel's book. Is it possible that when the angel Gabriel told Daniel these numbers, that he included in these numbers what these numbers mean and gave him exact times? Maybe. That's one way of understanding it. Another way of understanding it is that, again, he's throwing out numbers that, that from which we can learn nothing. The same way he was saying things from which we can learn nothing before. Not we could, I don't mean that we, the point it being is that there, are, there, there is a cycle. There are numbers. There are things, but we will not understand them and we cannot interpret them. Therefore, maintain it as a secret. Fiata and you, lech This is verse 13. Go on until the end. 
v'tonoach, and relax, and then you will rest. V'ta'amod l'gorol and you will get your reward. When? Not now, because I can't explain to you now that you're going to get reward for doing this now, and this then, and so on, because the world doesn't work that way. But by the end of times, you will understand, and you will understand and see the full reward for being faithful as you are now. This ends the book of Daniel. I'm, thank you so much for studying the book of Daniel with me. Looking forward to moving on. I plan on studying the book Ezekiel next with you, and um, I'll explain why when I start, when we start reading Ezekiel. Have a wonderful day.